Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Today's episode of Locked On Hornets is brought to you by SeatGeek, the easiest way to buy and sell tickets online. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code LOHORNETS to get $20 off your first purchase. Now, let's talk some hoops and stuff. You are Locked On on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome in, Hornets fans. This is Locked on Hornets, presented by Hive Talk Live. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fan. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the next starting two-guard for the Greensboro Swarm, David Walker. Yes, that would be so cool. I think it's more of a small forward, but I might be a little short for that. I was going to, I was going to, I, I typed small forward and then I backed off and said, I think he's a two-guard. Um, you know, well, listen, the I, I say that, David, because open tryouts are being held uh, Sunday, October 2nd from 1230 to 530 at the UNCG Kaplan Center for Wellness. So, yeah. you know, you could make your hoop dreams come true. That's so cool. If you're in the area, go out there and, and you can physically do it and you're not going to hurt yourself or anyone else. Give it a whirl. What now? Here's my question, David. What shoes would you wear if you were to do this tryout? That is a great question, Doug. You'd have to. I would have to wear the ones that I'm most comfortable That's in right now. The big Again, books. It's the KD nines right now. They're feeling really, you're really just, good. You're just on that. You're just on that shoe. I'm just on it. I did turn my ankle. Uh, it is a low top, but I don't think it's why I turned my ankle. It was the other guy's foot that I landed on. But other than that, <laughs> they're great. That was the main culprit. Uh, Well, we are on the Locked On Podcast Network, and beginning in October, we'll be delivering the best Hornets news and analysis every single weekday morning. Actually, beginning in the middle of September, we're going to uh, be going five days a week again. We're excited. We've got some great stuff coming up uh, to wrap up September, get you ready for training camp. Check out the uh, Locked On NBA podcast to get caught up on all the general NBA news. Uh, including an interview with ESPN's Kevin Pelton on Real Plus Minus. Very interesting stuff. We're returning to live program Tuesdays and Thursdays beginning this fall on YouTube and Facebook. We're putting the live back in Hive Talk Live. Follow us on Twitter at Hive Talk Live for updates. And if you have a question, a comment, or you're interested in advertising with us, email us at buzzbuzz at hivetalklive.com. David, our top story tonight or today or this morning or whenever you're listening is very serious. It's very real. It's about NBA 2K17, the best simulated basketball on the planet. The new game is due out in a month or so, and previews were sent out to various journos, journalists. A few decided to leak some of these team rankings, and we got a sneak peek at the Hornets ranking, and these rankings, they were not pretty, David. <laughs> no, not a lot of love there, Doug. There really wasn't. I mean, Kimball Walker, the highest-rated Hornet at 85 overall. Uh, Batum coming in at 79. 
And the mm-hmm. the three, if you look at the three point rankings, there were a lot of D's, a lot of C's, uh, not a lot of love for a team that was what eighth in the league in three point shooting and and took a ton, made a ton. Yeah, we didn't see any coaching ratings in that. Did we? They don't typically they don't uh, draw as much attention to the coaches' ratings. Do they even do coaches' ratings? Probably not. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think they do like a coach's scheme, but I don't think they necessarily rate. I don't know if that really factors into the team. That sounds more well, like yeah. kind of a general manager yeah. game. Right, right, right. Well, it's interesting because of the defensive ratings, which across the board were, I would say, horrible to very poor. Uh, I mean, MKG and I think Hibbert, right, were, were the only two players with like a B uh, in interior or, or – um, or perimeter D, keep me honest on that, but I think that's that's what it was, which to me speaks to, again, uh, Clifford's ability, <laughs> if you're going by 2K ratings, uh, to get people to you know perform on defense in a scheme, but also I think it's just a little, uh, <laughs> I mean, C's and D's and S across the board for those some of those guys is ridiculous, especially a guy like Batum, who is a, is a fine defensive player. Um, even MKG, though, I think his highs was a B plus. It's like, come on, what do you need to do to be a, an A defensive player here? Well, it's just another example, David, in national media bias against our fair city. I don't like it. I don't condone it. Now, we do have to say that according to various spokespeople for NBA 2K on social media, they've pointed out that these rankings are not final. They are due to change before release, but that that doesn't stop me from being irrationally angry about what, this affront to Charlotte There's basketball. Nothing final. There's nothing final these days. <laughs> nothing is ever final. Uh, well, if someone's upset about it, it's definitely final. not final. Yeah, exactly. Well, there were other there were other rankings that that people were upset about because again these these journalists and there was apparently no prohibition on or no embargo on these type of tweets. The tweets did eventually come down. I'm sure after pressure from the the folks there at NBA 2K, and I have a feeling that next season they won't be allowed uh, to tweet those things out. But I have to make a quick big announcement here on the show, David. For the first time in ten years, I will not be purchasing a basketball video game. This is big. This is Whoa. big for me. Yeah, the game. The game. I don't know when the last time you purchased one, David, uh, but um, the game has gotten so in the weeds and and so deep and the computer so unbelievably intelligent that really it ceased to be fun for me as a casual gamer. Like I'm, I'm, I'm evolving into that casual gaming lifestyle. I play every once in a while, and the online right. play it continues to be beyond absurd. A lot of cheese, a lot of ridiculousness. Doesn't resemble anything close to actual basketball. And and I'm just I'm sick of it, David. How firm is this? How firm is this? Honestly, I mean, when this thing comes out. And you start seeing the tweets and the, the posts of the new game for real. I mean, are you going to be able to hold on? Are you going to be able to withstand the urge to go get this? I don't know. I'm pretty. Fi- yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying seventy thirty at this point. Hey, real quick though, David, got to take a second to tell you about a great offer from our friends at SeatGeek. They make buying and selling tickets online easy by searching multiple ticket sites to make sure you're getting the best price for the best ticket. SeatGeek does all the work, and all you have to do is save time and money. In fact, David, producer Katie commented to me the other day that we haven't been to enough uh, Charlotte Knights games, the the local uh, MLB, what do they call that, uh, AAA affiliate for the White Sox. We haven't been to enough of those games this season, so I pulled out my SeatGeek app and beep, boop, bop, bam, 
I've got us two tickets right where we always like to sit in Knight Stadium, and I got a really sweet deal. Best of all, here's the best part, guys. Our hardcore Hornets fans get a $20 rebate off their first purchase. That's free money to get your $20 rebate on tickets. Download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter that promo code LOHORNETS. That's LOHORNETS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download that SeatGeek app, enter promo code LOHORNETS today, and uh, you know, come see a Knights game with us. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll we'll get one of those uh, chicken and waffle cones together. That that invitation <laughs> extends to you too, David. Get your SeatGeek app out, got, get some tickets, and let's eat absolutely. some chicken and waffle cones together. Have you eaten one of these things it, yet? I have not, but that is the best way to get tickets. And with that uh, that that code, you have no excuse not to not to get that twenty dollars. Well, listen, tw- you got to think twenty dollars off your your first Knights purchase, and you get. Uh, what that's probably at least three chicken and waffle cones. At least. <laughs> hey, David, is it okay with you if we talk about Cody Zeller? Let's do it. He's a basketball player. He plays in Charlotte. Oh, that sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. Cody Zeller is one of many Hornets looking to join Kemba and Nick Batum in the breakout player category this season. Cody Zeller was drafted fourth overall by the Hornets in 2013. His nickname on basketball reference is The Big Handsome. (laughs) His real nickname, as we all know, is God Zeller. He's averaged 7.4 points and 5.4 rebounds over his three-year career. The biggest storyline for Cody, David, heading into last season was his continuing transformation into a stretch four, something that was promised to us uh, fans since draft night. Tom Crean, you a liar. But by the end of the season, the Hornets had turned him into a potent weapon at the center position. Let's send it over to Hornets.com, who spoke with Cody Zeller about his outlook now that he's a C instead of a PF. You know, this is probably the most that I've weighed. I feel, I feel better throughout the season when I weigh more. Uh, I feel like I have more energy, more powerful. Um, you know, so you know, if I can start the season even as heavy as, as possible, um, you know, I'll lose a little bit during training camp, and then hopefully I can start the season at a good weight and be able to retain that through the season. So that's always been a big, uh, a big part of my focus this summer. He, David, he wants to weigh as much as possible because it gives him his strength. That's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah, uh, just spitting in the face of every other normal human on the planet who wants to, you know, slim down, you know, get get a little trim. Uh, but I guess it's one of the perks of being a professional athlete that you can bulk up when you need to, dog. I mean, good for him. And and you know, I think he's right. The thing that I'm looking for from Cody is his ability to not be pushed off the spot as much as he has in years past. And strength will certainly help with that. I think he's still got to be able to get that balance under control. I mean, that's been the frustrating thing for me watching him is just um, not holding his ground as much as I thought, as much as he would have probably liked. I don't know. What are you looking for from that standpoint? Well, first let me comment on the weight thing. So it sounds to me like he's getting married to the center position because now he's, he's, uh, getting a little more comfortable and he's loosening the belt. He realizes he, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't, even though he's, he's in the gym getting, getting that mm-hmm. strength, he, he can put on a little weight. He doesn't have to be so self-conscious because he doesn't look like, you know, a typical, uh, model stretch for, you know, he can develop into the body, uh, that, uh, trainers, 
uh, love to develop players into, you know, strong, big as possible. So uh, congrats, Cody, on on getting married to the center position. And I think you're right, yeah. David. I think he, he does uh, get knocked off the block a, a few times. And on defense, you know, we loved his quickness, and that was a big right. contrast from Al Jefferson. But the bad side of that contrast is that his size w- wasn't uh, able to allow him to uh, be a really – elite or or even really good defensive rebounder he had to do it more with his quickness on defense than than really his uh, his size so good for Cody Zeller and and you know it's just it's interesting uh, that Cody Zeller has just improved so much in these in these three seasons his his win shares are up you know his field goal percentage I think still leaves a, a lot to be desired but yep. he doesn't I think he's going to be more efficient on offense because I don't think he's going to feel that same burden to show off his shooting ability. You know, he can do more things. We saw it later in the season before he got that bone bruise in the playoffs, but we were seeing him just get more comfortable with his offense and more comfortable with what he was able to do for the team on that end of the floor. So I'm excited for Cody Zeller. And in that video, David, it's funny, the first piece of B-roll that they cut to in that interview on Hornets.com was, of course – him shooting and making a three-point basket. So who knows? Maybe that's not. Maybe that's not completely out of the cards yet. When did they film that? When okay. did they capture that video? Was that from last year? <laughs> Apparently, it was from this uh, this off season, his summer workout. So okay. maybe, and it was a top of the key uh, three-pointer, or you know, above the break, I should say, above the break three-pointer. Right. So that to me, that's like the ultimate Al Horford type of three pointer. So maybe they're looking to just mm. focus on one point where they can run a specific set, get him a look, and have him knock down a couple of three point uh, baskets. Because Lord knows he will be open. But so we love Cody Zeller on this show, David. But here's my question: If the Hornets had a good offer on the table to bring in a Vucevic or an Abaca, both those guys playing in Orlando, or a Greg Monroe, somebody that statistically far above Cody Zeller at the center position, if it was a good deal, if the price were right, even though we love Cody Zeller on this show, would you say no? Would I say no, meaning would meaning I you would turn, say no, you would turn down a Vucevic, you would turn down a, a an Abaca, you would turn down a Monroe. No. Right, right, right. Um to me, Cody Zeller still does not have that one thing that is he's able to separate himself from. So and and some of those guys you named give you something I think even Abaca as he's getting up there in age, I think he's still a good enough defensive player that he can change games and in my opinion Cody has not developed into that sort of player just yet only 24 right so to answer your question I would still look to um, take that value over uh, over Cody right now so I'd probably pull the trigger on that deal I don't know if that offends you Doug or or if you agree with me on that but I just think Cody again has not has not made his presence felt in a way that is irreplaceable I mean and that's no I mean that's not necessarily a shot but I do think those guys possess something uh, of an extra gear in at least one area that, that can be a difference maker. Yeah, and I think this team could benefit from a player who has an ability to either score consistently 
from the center position like a Vucevic. Mm-hmm. And, and Vuce can pass too. He's he's improved. He improved. And he can rebound. Well, Vucevic, I don't know. Uh, he's not a, like a. I don't think. He, well, he okay. I certainly had a Cody Zeller clip. Well, though. yeah, more than a Cody Zeller clip, and yeah. he can't rim protect though. So he, he, mm-hmm. you wouldn't get much in the rim protection. So you'd either have to get somebody like Ibaka, who is just going to be a complete denial guy at the rim, or or somebody that can score consistently. Whereas with Cody, it's sort of an all around type of player. He's not going to. He's not going to amaze you with with his abilities, but he's not going to hurt the team either. I mean, I can't think of many instances last season where Cody Zeller was on the floor and he, you know, legitimately hurt the Hornets' chance to win a game. And true, true. and that that can be that can be a really good asset. Uh, so, but I, I'm I'm with you, David. If they had the right offer for Vucevic, if they had the right offer for an Ibaka, I think they still have to make that move. And when you look at either of those guys, they're sitting in a situation in Orlando where it's Vucevic, Ibaka, Bismack, Biombo. That's a lot of talent. That's a lot of money. I pointed out on Twitter that Orlando is uh, ninth in uh, total team salaries. So they could be looking to make a move, especially if things go south early for Orlando. And I think Charlotte could definitely uh, find some pieces to move around and be a buyer to, to really solidify a, a scary starting five. So uh, keep, a, uh, keep a lookout for that. And we've seen Cody Zeller's ability yeah. to be a starter and have an impact off the bench. So if they were able yeah, to look, keep I Cody mean, Zeller in a scenario, that could be good for the Hornets as well. Yeah, you raised a good point, kind of being that guy, you know, that is not going to mess up, right? He, he's he's going to be just – he's going to be solid for you, and he's not going to uh, subtract anything from that lineup. But, like, Charlotte is still – not Charlotte could still use another impact player. You know what I mean? I mean, they're getting another adding talent and certainly the core is more talented than it was a few years ago. Um, but you know, if Cody was on like, I don't know, uh, a Spurs team, I mean, to go complete opposite direction, you know, super talented team, but you knew you could throw him out there and he would be solid and he wouldn't mess things up. Um, he'd still be valuable there, I think too. But just when you're still looking to build and add talent to a team like Charlotte, I think you would have to, have to make that move if it if it if it proposed itself and i'm going to take issue with you a little bit doug Vucevic, uh he's getting about 10 boards a game okay what, what, what more okay. do you want what more do you want i want don't, 11 don't challenge me i turn it up to don't 11 that's what i want get off <laughs> get off basketball reference how dare you but i've got basketball reference i was thinking of what well, here's connection. the pro i was thinking of rim protection and and you said okay. you you said Ruh, and i immediately i just jumped on it like a hungry dog uh, and I'm sorry. I apologize. But let me let me say this. So uh, Cody Zeller, his usage percentage the past two seasons, uh, 15.6 and then 15.4. So it's remained pretty steady throughout the past two seasons. Here's what will interest me, and I think something to keep an eye on early in the season. W- with his added strength, with his role now solidified at the center position, now that he knows – what he wants to do and the team knows what they want him to do will that usage percentage go up and what results from that and, and that to me I want to keep an eye on that throughout the season because I think that could you know when you're getting when 15 is low for usage percentage especially for a big guy and if, if you're not getting the ball it's tough to do that one thing that you're looking for David when you're not getting those opportunities so, but he didn't have I don't think he had the the tool set 
as as a stretch four, and he didn't have the body for a center, so he's stuck in this weird middle zone, and yeah. nobody wants to throw the ball to him. That's a good point, and still a young guy, uh, two years at Indiana, I believe. But you know, uh, it takes there are some growing pains getting in NBA, and when you're transitioning from college to pro, and then from position to position. You know that can that can be detrimental too. Um, if there's one area for you, Doug, to see him make the jump, uh, which one would it be? If you had a wish list, you know, offense, rebounding, deep, like what, what do you need? To, what would you like to see from him uh, that would you know say, hey, he's making a jump here. He's really improved and stepped his game up to another level. I I just don't know if he's ever going to be an offense first center. Okay, so so knowing so knowing that he's not, he's not, I don't think he's ever going to be a, a back down center or a really efficient mid range jump shooter like Vucevic. So I and and he doesn't his arms really aren't long enough to be an elite rim protector in my mind, and and he, he he's got quickness, but I don't think he has that agility um, to to block shots, or he certainly doesn't have a, a nose for the ball, or hasn't shown it to this point. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking passing. Like what if what if he could develop into a, a passing? And he puts on enough strength to be a moderately good rebounder, and he just becomes another facilitator underneath. Because this team has shooting, it has scoring, and he has the quickness to run the pick and roll. And and him and uh, Batum had a lot of success with the pick and roll last season. But if he can use that quickness to get by his initial defender on a pick and roll. And and get deep into the defense, and then kick that thing out to the corner, or 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 find somebody else who's cutting along with him. Then oh man, all of a sudden there's another little fold in the Hornets' offense that could be very deadly. So I don't know if it's a focus of his this off season, but I would love to see. I just I'm trying to think of other than Josh McRoberts. I'm just trying to think mm-hmm. of the last really passing big man that the Hornets. Or the Charlotte franchise has seen. It's been a while. Mason. Who? Mason. Anthony Mason. <laughs> it's been a it's been a really long time. But he was a, he was an elite passer. And I don't yeah, know if again, yeah, I don't know if Zeller fair. could get I mean, he there. Was point, he was a point forward. So yeah. Well, yeah, Cody's but not like gonna get there. Passer. Right. But it could be yeah. you know, it could be interesting. I, I would I would love to see that. You ask me what I would love to see, that's what I would would love to see. Um all right, what's next? Oh, yeah, a little bit of news out of uh, training camp. Former Kansas star and All-American Perry Ellis joins the Hornets on a training camp deal. This comes from Gary Bedore from the Kansas City Star, the 6'8 power forward in college. Perry Ellis averaged a team-leading 16.9 points for the Jayhawks last season. His agent, Mark Bartlestein, says, quote, on the signing, says, quote, it's a really good fit. They like him a lot. They've talked about him all summer. We think it's got a chance to be a really good opportunity for him. Coaches there are excited to have him. He has to get himself healthy here the next couple of weeks. Then he'll go into camp and compete, unquote. Ellis averaged five points and 2.8 rebounds per game for the Dallas Mavericks during the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. You uh, heard his agent mention getting healthy. He underwent surgery for a sports hernia this week, but he's expected to only be out a couple of weeks, he's expected to be back in time for the start of camp. David, how do we feel ethically about this? P- 
Perry is Perry Ellis now drawing a Social Security check and an NBA paycheck. That's double dipping. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. He, did, you know, he looks. He old. did get a doctorate, right? He was in Kansas <laughs> for what eight years. <laughs> oh, so, I applaud him. Yeah, of course. Anyhow, yeah. but what did this? You know, does this David? Jokes, I'm going to ask the. Jokes. Yeah, I, I'm going to ask the question here. Does this? <laughs> does this? Move the needle. Uh, uh, no. no, no, but it's it's a fun thing. No. It's fun. It's interesting. I, I want to know more about why the Hornets. Apparently, according to his agent, the Hornets were all about some Perry Ellis. Apparently, they've been talking about him all summer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I haven't heard yes. it, but uh, apparently they have. <laughs> in 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 yeah. In, in, in closed-door meetings, they've just been waxing poetic about Perry Ellis, and that's great. I, I would love to know why. I would love to hear some of those conversations as well. I mean, who knows? Um, yeah, experienced guy, knows how to play basketball. Um, yeah, so 6'8", so, six, eight, so he's, he's going to have to learn how to play a little smaller, and mm-hmm. he's not very athletic. He did become a better shooter while he was at Kansas, but he doesn't have NBA three-point range. He was an All-American, uh, so I don't know. Uh, there's something There's something there that they really like. Uh, maybe it's just basketball intelligence. Maybe it's locker room yeah. presence. Um, like I said, yeah. I mean, he's coming in uh, at, at 47 years old, so you know, there's a lot of veteran wisdom. <laughs> from I'm kidding. He just he, – oh, I'm Perry. kidding. Gosh. All right. Well, that's it for this edition of Locked on Hornets presented by Hive Talk Live. Thanks again to SeatGeek. Download the app right now. Enter the promo code LOHORNETS, that's LOHORNETS, and get a $20 rebate off your first ticket purchase. Go to audioboom.com and search Locked On to find podcasts to fit every make and model of sports fan. We've almost, we're almost there. We're almost at 30 NBA teams and 32 NFL teams. We're so close. We just got news that... We had over 700,000 listens to the Locked On Podcast Network in August, David. In August. August is, in terms of NBA and August. NFL, it's a, it's a little thin on news. And so, the, you know, get get on board with the Locked On Podcast Network uh, before your friends do so you can uh, rub their noses in it. High Talk Live. Better. Yeah, really. I mean, well, that's what this show is all about. Um, yeah, well, yeah, no, I, David, I'm serious. One of the missions of this show, I said, I want to, I want to treat every show as if, uh, you listener, you come into this show and you get a nugget of news that you, uh, you're smarter than your friend at work who thinks he knows everything about the Hornets and you go to work the next day and you just rub his nose in it because you, you are a hardcore Hornets fan. And that's why, uh, that's why we, we love that you listen and that's why we do what we do. So right. saying hashtag well actually <laughs> use it use it Hive Talk Live is a presentation of SB Nations at thehive.com we're back next week with more Hornets news and analysis for David I'm Doug go Hornets go America enjoy the long weekend we sure will let's swarm Charlotte